Hey guys, Janine here, Life Groups Coordinator, ready to bring you week five leader guide for Mark 15, 16 through 47. So the icebreaker question, what is the longest you've ever taken a plan for something in your life? Describe what you were planning for and how it turned out. This icebreaker question gives us an opportunity to talk about some different aspects of our life, maybe learn something about each other, but also to add some historical context for our conversation about Christ's death and resurrection. I mean, let's face it, no matter how long we've been planning for something, God has us beat in planning for our salvation from the beginning of creation. So uh, you could also encourage your group to take a look at the Old Testament prophecies uh, that lead, that foreshadow Christ's uh, death and resurrection as we enter into this Holy Week celebration before Easter. All right, question one of our discussion is what stood out to you in this section of scripture or Sunday's sermon? I think that's uh, by now probably a very uh, familiar question to your group. So I'm actually going to jump on to question two. Jesus chose not to save himself in order that he may save us all. What has Jesus saved us from? What moments in this passage reveal the significance of this salvation for humanity, for the church, and for us as individuals? So the purpose of this question is really to draw your group's attention to Jesus, to both the global and personal significance of his death and resurrection. It also gives your group the opportunity for a little bit of textual analysis, uh, so make sure they have their Bibles nearby if that'd be helpful. This question allows us to really celebrate the fact that Jesus' death uh, caused us to have life and it delivered us from the darkness and sin that so easily entangles us. Um, So we really want to just encourage you to encourage your group to allow this profound truth of the gospel to really sink into their hearts and their minds. It's just absolutely life-changing. This question seems to have a simple answer, yet as we unpack the texts, There's a lot of unique ways that we can identify the good news of the gospel. Uh, There's a lot of different moments that Pastor Nate picks out from the text in his sermon to capture this for us. And so in the printed leader guide, we actually highlight a bunch of those moments for you. So you can take a look at that in advance of your meeting this week. Different members of your group will select different episodes throughout the passage that resonate with them. And analyzing the text that depicts Christ's death is going to be powerful for them. So encourage them to connect what they see in the text to the significance of Jesus' death and resurrection. As they practice this in a safe space like their life group, right? Perhaps they'll have the courage and opportunity to share these truths with someone else who has yet to know Christ. Question three. Pastor Nate spoke of six reasons why Jesus was crucified. To fulfill God's plan, to save us, to consume darkness, to make access to God, to experience death for us, and to make a new people. Which reason resonates with you or strengthens your heart the most, and why? The purpose of this question is to give your members an opportunity to share which of these aspects they really identified with, um, and to think about why. So, 
it really helps us identify with the truths of the results of the gospel. Some may be more drawn to meditate on the fulfillment of God's plan for humanity, while others may be more enamored with the direct access we now have to God because of the resurrection. Some may be overwhelmed with gratitude for Christ's substitutionary atonement, while others will get excited about unpacking the process of sanctification that makes us new people. As they consider each of these reasons, your group is expressing the good news of the gospel in different ways. So be sure to lean into and draw out the why part of the question and see if they can make a personal connection to these large life-giving truths. Um, as your group members select these different reasons that they identify with, they may need a refresher on some of the finer points that Nate made about these reasons. So you can always um, ask group members to refresh memories for each other, or you could also uh, allow them or remind them to go ahead and take a look at Nate's sermon notes um, at nateholdridge.com. All right, moving on to question four. In verse 26, we see how Simon the Cyrene experienced the interruption of a lifetime. How has God used divine interruptions in your life in order that you may more closely align with his will? What shifts happened in your heart and mind when these interruptions occurred? So this question, Nate actually talks about it in his sermon, which teases up really well. <laughs> um, but it gives you, your group, the opportunity to think about the ways that God has used some unexpected uh, things in your life to attempt to transform your hearts and your minds to be more like his. While some of these divine appointments may have seemed more successful than others, we've got to remember that God's always at work in our lives and he'll use anything he can to get our attention. Pastor Nate describes how Simon the Cyrene was personally changed by the significant interruption in his pilgrimage. So the idea here is that you can help your group members identify moments in their life where they were headed in one direction, but then God suddenly allowed for a divine interruption and sent them in another one. Maybe it was as simple as a child or a pet asking for attention, or maybe they could have unexpectedly received a diagnosis or a pink slip that they weren't expecting. This pandemic has certainly caused quite an interruption for all of us, so I anticipate that you'll not have a shortage of examples. But as each member testifies to their experiences, help them also identify the shifts that did or did not occur as a result of their response to the Holy Spirit's movement in the situation. Perhaps they were resistant to the change, or maybe they embraced it. In either case, the good news of the gospel is that God will never leave us or forsake us. He will always continue to give us opportunities to respond to his leading as long as our eyes and ears are open to following him. All right, question five, Jesus put on humanity and put off his divinity in order that we may be saved. What must you put off in order that you may put on the life we have in Christ? How do you believe Jesus wants to make you new today? How will you respond to the movement of his spirit in you? So the idea behind this question is to help your group see how they can get rid of the things that separate us from Christ and replace them with the things that draw us to Christ. God wants to do a new work in us every day and taking away our sinful desires and intentions that lead to death. He wants to replace them with his salvation that leads to life. This is the power and the good news of the gospel to which we are compelled to respond. And ideally, you would all walk away from this conversation having made a commitment or goal to change in a specific way that the Lord is leading you towards. We respond to God in this way, not because it's a requirement for salvation, but it's a response to the work of sanctification that he wants to do in our lives. Encourage your group to think of ways that they want, may want to grow. There may be a specific sin they want to get rid of, so help them consider what God may want to replace it with. 
This may be an opportunity for them to set aside personal reflection or discussion time in your life group by themselves, or maybe discussion with a partner rather than the whole group. As a leader, you can consider what's most appropriate given your group's dynamics at this point in the quarter. Also want to make a note about Colossians 3 and Paul's fantastic efforts to encourage the church in not only removing the sin from our lives, but also replacing it with that which honors Christ. Uh, so I encourage you that if you have a chance to take a look at this passage yourself, uh, to at minimum just support your own understanding of the purpose of this question and perhaps even encouraging your group members to take a look at this passage as well. All right, and as for your training moment for this week, we want to take a moment just to let you know about an activity that we're going to make available to you next week during the week following Easter. We would love to offer you the traditional discussion questions in response to the sermon on Sunday, but we'll also give you the opportunity to shift gears and allow for a week that you can focus on members of your group sharing their testimony. Pastor Matt's put together a great full-length podcast uh, to help you prepare for this week. He's also put together a written tip sheet that can help your members prepare for this week. Um, so we do encourage you to consider how you might communicate with your group if you do want to have them share testimonies, um, who is going to share, and and the fact that that week will look a little bit different than your normal weeks. Just be sure to communicate that uh, if you are going to shift in that way. Um, we think it's going to be a great time either way, whether you choose to continue in the traditional format or choose to take a break and uh, experience hearing one another's testimonies of the Lord's work in your lives. Thanks again for all your leadership and all you're doing. Take care.